Hey, hey, loves. Welcome to Galaxy Vibes. Yes. What's going on? How y'all doing? How y'all living? Okay. <laughs> How y'all feeling? How are your emotions today? Okay. So I just want to let y'all know today started off kind of rough for me, but I always get excited when I get to do these podcasts because it is very freeing for me. It helps me. It raises my vibrations. It makes me feel better to get this out my system and to also be able to help someone else. So, you know, pass it forward, you know, if you can, just to help someone. And if you know something to add to what I'm saying, add that to help someone else. You know, it's I do this to help someone. And also, it's my therapy as well. Like I always say, it's my therapy too. So, you know, let's let's help each other. Let's look out for each other. So, yeah. So, today, y'all. <laughs> yeah, my energy. I don't know if I can tell, but my energy is so low. But let's 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 amp it up. Let's amp it up. <laughs> let's get it together, okay? So today we're gonna talk about avoidant attachment. So, or you could say, um, feel fearful avoidant attachment. This is something that is very, very, very common. Okay, it's more common that people realize. And a lot of us have, you know, dibbled and dabbled in this situation or this um, attachment style. And we didn't even realize that we were doing this. I know for myself, I have definitely dibbled and dabbled. And I am currently working on, um, because I didn't even realize that I had this going on with myself, you know. Um, so most of these topics I come up with. Um, this is from the shadow work that I do for myself, or it's from the, the things that I, that's been pointed out that I do that I need to work on or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, or I might know somebody that's dealing with this and I just realized that mental health is, um, more than just what they stereotype or what they put out there, like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. It's a lot of other mental disorders that um, they don't highlight. And so that's what I want to do. I want to highlight the things that are just as um, necessary to talk about, okay? And a lot of this stuff, people might think, oh, it's just something that's small. Um, But it's not. It's not small because... Even the smallest thing can have the biggest effect or the heaviest burden. It could put a heavy, the heaviest burden on you because everybody deals with things differently. So anyways, let me not talk you out of death. <laughs> so first of all, there are two different types of um, fearful avoidant attachments. And we're going to go over all that. But right now, I just, I'm going to read the definitions of the two. And I'm going to talk about some of the um, effects that it can have or some of the behaviors that you might pick up when you have these attachment 
um, avoiding attachment issues. Okay. So when you are fearful and you want to avoid attachment, it's not as simple as people think that people avoid attachment altogether, but that's further from the truth. Um, when you have FAA, we're going to call it FAA, y'all. When you have FAA or when you deal with it, you desire closeness and you seek intimacy from your partners or from other people. But because of your or their or our attachment experiences have taught us to be fearful of intimacy, okay? So in most cases... Um, a person's personality leads them to even reject close bonds. So you really want to have a close bond with somebody. You really want to be intimate with someone. You really want to be close. But because you fear um, that you fear attaching to someone because you think that A, they're going to leave you or B, they're going to treat you, they're going to hurt you. You know, or C, um, you know, they're not going to, they're going to abuse you basically. Okay. So this adult attachment style is, is characterized by the urge to protect yourself and to stay away from relationships while at the same time having an urge to be in a relationship. So you want to be in a relationship, you want to love, but the fear is so great that it prevents you, it puts a wall up, it prevents you from getting close to someone, okay? And um, so when you do this, you live in um, a state of being afraid of both being too close or too distant from others, okay? And you attempt to keep your feelings at bay or, you know, hold them back because, um, but it's like you're unable to do that. You you can't just, you know, avoid anxiety or run away from your feelings. You can't. You want to do it, but you cannot, Okay. So, like I said, um, there are different uh, behaviors that you pick up when, or there are different factors that cause this, okay? So, we're going to look at some of the, the, the things that might cause it, okay? So, if you dealt with violence, as a child, everything stems back to your childhood, guys. And I, I will preach this to I take my last breath, okay? Everything we are programmed, everything that you do in your adulthood, you were programmed to do when you were a child, whether it was intentional or unintentional, okay? And this is no dig at anybody. This is just the, the God honest truth, the, the, the real deal, okay? It's the truth. So you might have been around a lot of violence. You might have endured violence. You know, um, you might have dealt with spiritual abuse where, like, I know I was taught that, you know, you can't be intimate with somebody unless you're married to them 
or they teach you this and that that's not good this not good that's not good to you know not have an opinion you know speak only when spoken to stuff like that you know what i'm saying like it's it's a lot um that's tied into it but mainly um because this is mainly talking about relationships with people this is not talking about just any old person okay so or it could be friendships as well you know but mainly relationships but um it comes from childhood trauma you know and it'll give you like anxiety you'll have the jitters or hyperarousal is what it's really called <laughs> you'll have jitters like you'll be very anxious like when you go to get close to something like you really want to do this you really want to get close to somebody you like yeah I'm going to do this. I really love this person. I really like this person. I can't stop thinking about this person. I want to be around this person all the time. I want this person to drink my energy. I want to drink their energy. Like, I, I just can't get enough of this person. But then when you start to get close to this person, it's like, oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. Then things go through your mind. What if they hurt me? What if they leave me? What if they don't like this? What if this? What if that? And you just start slowly or even quickly pushing some, that person away. It's like, no, I'm not going to give you the chance to do me like that. I'm not going to give you the chance to hurt me. I'd rather hurt myself than for you to hurt me. I'd rather be alone than for you to hurt me. Okay? Even though you long for this person, you can really love this person. It's It's a very odd dynamic to experience. Um, on either side of the spectrum because I've experienced it on both sides of the spectrum and by experiencing on the other side it showed me how it looks and how it feels to be the reciprocant or the recipient I said recipient <laughs> to be the recipient of this treatment or you know looking from the outside in but when you're doing it yourself it, it seems safe you know it seems like it's a good idea at the moment even though it's agony it gives you agony because you really want to be with this person you do but you just can't do it in the magnitude that you would like to do it okay but there are people who um who just cut can cut folks off they they have no they don't care <laughs> Their detachment style is brutal, okay? It's called dismissive avoidant. Like, this is the ability to detach from a partner and suppress difficult emotions with ease. With ease. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to do. <laughs> but in a way, it's kind of not. Because I've been in a situation where I could detach from somebody with ease. Like, I just detach from them, and it's like, nope, I'm good, you know what I'm saying, like, eh, bye, I can think less, like, even if I did, like, um, at one point, I was crazy about the person, and it's like, one look, I see something, or I feel like, nope, I'm out, I'm gone, you ain't gonna worry about me no more. But some, in some cases, it's hard to do that. It's hard to detach. Like, you really want to. You detach, but you really don't want to. Like, you really want to be with that person. You just cannot open yourself up to that person the way you want to. Okay. 
So people with FAA, <laughs> they may like, well, I know I did, um, like highly emotional relationships or stormy or steamy or passionate. We're going to say passionate relationships. Okay. And, or, you know, they might have conflicting feelings about relationships. You know, they might want a romantic relationship and, but still be fearful at the same time of being hurt or left behind. Okay. So like I've been in that energy where I wanted to be in, cause I've always been a hopeless romantic, you know, your girl is a hopeless romantic, <laughs> but I had to face reality. <laughs> But it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't want something beautiful but then be afraid to have it. You know, you can't be afraid to have something beautiful. You can't. And you can't even put yourself, you know, in a situation where you or put someone else in that situation. Like if you know you're like this, like you know that you have a capability. It's different if you don't realize you're doing it. But if you know that you are capable of doing this like there's no point in playing with somebody else or because I didn't realize that's what I was doing all these years I had no idea that um you know sometimes I would want I would really want to be in a romantic relationship but then it but I really never had um I'm gonna be honest like I really never had just this utterly romantic relationship that made me so nervous to where I just was like oh no I cannot do this I this person I, I I can't I'm afraid to be with this person like I've always been like the one putting my heart on the line but I have um been in situations where a really good thing was getting started and then it was like uh yeah bye <laughs> I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But this not this hasn't happened to me in years, a long time. But either way, okay. So, you know, they want to be in the steamy stuff. We want to be, you know, in the steamy relationships. But it's like when it start getting real steamy and serious, it's like, oh, this is too much. Pump the brakes. I cannot er, go around that, you know. But anyway, um, severe childhood trauma and emotional neglect or an abuse um, is one of the reasons for this FAA, okay? When you deal with um, severe childhood trauma and emotional neglect or abuse, or you just experience a chaotic childhood environment where you're fearful fearful of your parents or your caregivers or just people that's around you, you know. It could be just people that live with y'all that was, you know, chaotic. It doesn't have to be your parents or it doesn't have to be, you know, the caregiver per se. It could just be people that was living with y'all or around y'all. So, or us or whatnot. So, it could be too... Um, like I said, okay, y'all, I'm not even going to lie. I had to stop the recording because my son kept walking in here. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyways, let's just hop to the next subject because 
I pretty much said what I had to say about what I had to say. Okay. So. All right. So let's talk about sex for a second. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Let's do it. Don't be scared. <laughs> I ain't gonna get too crappy. <laughs> okay. So. When you have FAA, sex is oftentimes very uncomfortable. And I don't mean like the feeling of sex. I mean like the intimacy. It is either going to make you um, not have any boundaries or have too much or too many boundaries okay um either you're going to be hypersexual or you're going to swerve sex altogether like you're just gonna be like eh, nope no sex nope eh, nope even if you're in a relationship even if you're married because i've done this but i had other reasons why i did that too it wasn't just for that but anyway um like I said, also, this um, person with FAA might have multiple sex partners um, or just go from person to person. It doesn't have to be, it's not always that a person is just out here, you know, throwing it around a circle or passing it out like, like, like snacks or anything like that. But um, some people just might, you know, um, We've all had our moments. <laughs> and if we have not had our moments, then kudos to you. So, you know, it's not that this person wants to just be promiscuous. It's that a person is seeking pleasure, okay? It is, it's like numbing pain. You know what I'm saying? Um... When you pleasure seek, it's because of pain. That's why addicts, certain addicts do drugs or are alcoholics or, you know, spend too much money or gamble or, you know, eat or, you know, do anything that's in excess to numb pain it's the same it's all the same thing it's just a cope it's a coping mechanism it's not to just be out here like i said doing whatever it's to cope with the pain that they feel and it's not the pain that's currently bothering them it's the pain from the past it is everything to do with the past pain that they feel and they wanted to stop so instead of getting help they do things, or we have done things, or I have done things also to numb the pain or to cope with the present moment or cope with the environment, okay? So, like I said, um, a lot of people don't have any boundaries because they were taught when they were small to drop all defenses and boundaries and to just to say yes and never to say no. You can never say no. 
You know, if a, if a parent tells you to do something, you can't say no. A lot of people who dealt with sexual abuse, the person will say, you better not say nothing or you better not say no or else this is going to happen. It's always a threat behind it. It's always something that is punishable, you know, some kind of punishment or consequence and repercussions, you know, consequences, repercussions. If you say no, if you resist, if you put up a fight or if you... Um, tell somebody or if you, you know, speak up for yourself, it's going to be consequences. So this behavior is learned and it's so deeply ingrained into who you are and your personality that you cannot, um, it's hard to have boundaries. When you've never been taught to set healthy boundaries, how can you know to have boundaries? I didn't even learn about boundaries until I was a grown woman. Okay? A grown woman. I don't know about boundaries. What? And when I say a grown woman, I mean like a couple of years ago. Like a year or two ago. But I didn't, I had no idea. Because I was never taught to have boundaries. I was never taught to set, um, you know how they always say, But yeah, you draw the line in the sand and you hear those type of things, but you know, you don't really think what that means. <laughs> or you'll say, don't, you better not cross the line. <laughs> you say those type of things, but you're never taught these are boundaries that don't need to be crossed. You can say no. You can say no. You can refuse. It's okay to do that. Or at least been taught when you get older, it's okay to set boundaries when you get older. It's okay to say no when you get older, things like that. But you ain't taught that. So, you know, you're taught it's punishment for no. It's punishment for refusing or not wanting to or not feeling comfortable or whatnot or whatever, you know. And as someone who has dealt with sexual abuse and sexual assault and, you know, things like that, it's like you seek validation or or pleasure where there's pain because that's what you're so used to doing and it's very hard to even emotional abuse you know it's very hard to um Set a line, it's very hard to not allow somebody to cross that line. But um, it, 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 it does create rage and anger and things like that. It creates unhealthy ways to uh, draw that line in the sand, okay? Eventually, you're going to want to draw that line, but it's not going to be in a healthy way. It's going to be in a way that's going to, you know, it's be explosive so even um, in this constant search for love and validation um, sometimes there are people who are the opposite they don't show any vulnerability they don't show 
any emotion. They refuse to get close out of fear of feeling unsafe or unwanted. And instead, they show connection through sex. Like, they take their emotions out of sex. Like, some people put their, all of their, they they uh, express their emotions through sex, you know. And some people take all the emotions out of it, you know. Um, because they feel like if they put, if they're vulnerable during sex, then that person can, you know, have total control. Of them. They, they don't feel safe, you know. They feel like... That person can have control over them or dominance over them and they won't have any control over who they are or what they do. And it has have it does happen like that sometimes. Like a person can be so entrenched in, you know, this 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 having sex with somebody and their emotions can get caught up in it and they don't think logically and that person can have control all over them, you know? And there's some people who are very vulnerable when they have sex. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, get taken advantage of. So, and that's why they they feel unsafe because they don't know how to, you know, connect the emotion to that to that to sex. Okay. Um. They never, they have never been shown how to love, you know, how to show their emotion, how to connect with someone. Because sex is a spiritual thing, you know, sex is, sex is very spiritual. And when you cannot connect to someone spiritually, or if you're not connected to someone, to someone in a spiritual manner, and you have sex with someone, it becomes very just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or thank you, sir, or whatnot. And it's like, uh, on to the next, uh, on to the next. But if you are, if you know how to connect your spirit, your emotions, and your soul to that person, or if you put your emotions into it, automatically your spirit is going to be connected to that other person. And it's going to have you all in your emotions and, you know. That might be scary to some people. Once you start feeling that emotion, it's like, oh, nip. <laughs> gotta get up out of here. You're not about to have me. I gotta get up out of here because eventually you're not gonna want me anymore. Eventually, I, I feel unsafe because you got too much power over me. Let me get up out of here. Okay? It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> so. You know, you might have had, some people do this, they cut off everything because, you know, because of invasion of mental, emotional, or physical boundaries as a child. And uh, when someone invades your boundaries, you automatically, you know, clam up or shut down or box out. Or ice someone out, you know, because it's like, nope. For some people, you know, they they feel safe when they have sex with someone. But they just don't feel safe sharing how they feel. <laughs> they don't. They don't feel safe emotionally or mentally. They start going nuts. Like, 
That's why some people, you have sex with them, and they they just start accusing your stuff. Are oh, you about to leave now? You about to do this now? Blah, blah, blah. You going to leave me? You don't want to be with me? You don't love me? It's like, huh? Where is all this coming from? But before you have sex with that person, it's not that serious. But after you have sex with that person, they put all their emotions into it. They, you know, start thinking about the past. You don't care about me. You don't love me. This, that, blah, blah, blah. You're like, huh? And some people, they just have sex with you and keep it moving. You know? You don't hear nothing else from them. You're like, dang, what I do? It's nothing you did. It's just that they don't feel safe. They don't feel like they can open up to you because they feel like you're going to misuse them. Okay? So, there's the people that's too open and there's the people that's not open enough. Okay? So... Let's look at sexual invasion. So, uh, this is when someone becomes super avoidant of sex. Or becomes hypersexual, like I said. And, and some people use sex to escape depression and anxiety. It distracts them from their inner pain to have sex, Okay. So, someone can be depressed or be anxious or just be mad at somebody else or be dealing with something. And they just might come hit you up when they feel like they need a release. You know what I'm saying? They they just hit you up when they, when they, when they down and out. It's, it's, it get the pleasure distracts them from their pain. Sometimes they can't do the job themselves or they don't want to do it with the person that they with. Okay? Because that's where the pain is. So that's why some people step out on their relationships is to go to someone else to release that pain. They might not even have any attachment to that person. They might not even care about that person like that. They just want some pleasure to, to distract them from their pain. Okay? So, often a person dissociates from themselves, but um, they are super vigilant about the needs and feelings of other people. So, they feel safer in the feelings and needs of others. Like they avoid getting in touch with their own feelings and needs because it's too painful. It's too painful. So they entrench themselves or they um, put their all into someone else. I've done this. I used to be like that. And that's why now some people think I'm acting funny towards them or they're upset because I pulled my energy back. It's because I was giving all of my time and energy and love to others and gave nothing to myself. And I had to heal from that because this was a disorder that I was dealing with. Okay. It's not, I had to learn this. Like you have to give to yourself before you give to others. You cannot just pour out all of your, um, your love or your um, essence on everybody else and you're empty who who no Mm -mm. 
no. At first I felt bad, like, oh my gosh, people are going to be mad at me, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Now I just don't care because I am able to um, heal. So I can pour out my cup to others, okay? So anyways, <laughs> so like I was saying, so they, you know, if you have this disorder, you feel safer looking out for others instead of yourself. It's just like, mm-mm. I don't want to get to know myself. I don't want to dig deep in that pain. So I'm just going to detach. I'm just going to detach from myself and attach myself to others. Okay. So this could be a learned habit from childhood as well. You know, when someone is like over a child is just, you know, want to help everybody else because they want to distract themselves from their own pain. They just want to, a child is over help, overly helpful, you know, or just more invested in someone else than themselves. So to invest in others over self is a, it's like I said, it's a coping mechanism in the environment that they're in at the time. So this, um, this is something that, you know, <clears throat> is a way of overcoming the pain or overcoming the fear at the moment. Okay. So also let me explain this. Limiting beliefs can keep a FAA person away from sex altogether. Like because of religion and spiritual re reasons as well. Anyway, y'all, <laughs> I apologize if I hear my kids in the background screaming. They didn't know I was recording, but anyway, and I ain't redoing this. We keep we keep it real real around here. <laughs> anyway, so um, back to my professionalism. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> like I said, religion and spiritual um practices or reasons keep people um can develop FAA because they say, oh, there's no sex before marriage. You can't be intimate with this person before marriage. Blah blah blah. So the person learns to withhold intimacy, you know, and they don't know how to be intimate with people because, you know, what if they never get married or they they don't ever want to get married? You know, um, marriage is not something that has to happen. Now, I know a lot of people will disagree with me on this, but that's fine. Um, it's your opinion, but this is just the truth. People do not have to get married. It's not an end all be all that they get married and people will have sex before they get married. And it is true that you need to be careful who you have sex with because you don't know what kind of energies and spirits or entities that you're having sex with. You don't know what this person may have. You don't know what kind of, cause when you have sex, it is a open portal and you do absorb that person's energy. So if that person is depressed or sad or upset or something like that, you're going to get that too. If this person has rage or 
envy or anger or whatever, you're going to experience that too. And if they have multiple sex partners at the time that you have it and you don't, you don't use any type of protection or even if you do, you're going to pick up those entities and spirits and emotions and feelings that that other person is feeling as well, which is true. But you can be married and these things still happen to you as well. So in truth, it doesn't really matter if you're married. Trust me, I know I've been married myself. I know exactly how that is, how it goes. So just for all you that's coming for me, oh, you, yes, I do know this for fact. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're married or not. You can still pick up on other energies from other people or that person that you're married to because you don't know what they're doing, okay? And they don't know what you're doing. Anywho, so, um, okay, so a need for closeness is very, um, apparent and may often jump from a person may often jump from person to person or partner to partner with FAA and this is creating an unstable relationship or relationships and some may need multiple sexual partners and they feel that they need to earn worth and love and you may feel like you always have to look good and be seductive to attract attention and love and this is because um, you want to be, you know, you want to pull that person in. You want to be close to them. You, you know, you're looking for that pleasure. You're looking for that feel-good thing. You're looking for pleasure over pain. So, of course, you want to look good. Of course, you want to, you know, be seductive and pull that person in because you don't feel like you can just do it by just your personality you know you don't feel like you can do it you don't feel like you're worth it just being who you are you have to do certain things to pull that person in because you feel like you have to earn it you have to work for it you know for your worth and because you don't set boundaries you don't have boundaries you don't you don't know that you can stand in your own power and still attract people to you that is meant for you okay so, let's get an understanding of FAA, okay? And people with FAA minimize their emotions, okay? We minimize our emotions. We, we, we tend to put them, you know, on the back burner. You feel me? So, but listen, if you are dealing with somebody who has FAA, this is this segment is for you, okay? If you're dealing with somebody who has this and is suffering from this, because the person with, with FAA, they shut down. They don't know how to express their emotions openly because out of fear that their expression will be minimized or overlooked or they'll be punished or scolded or whatever for expressing how they feel. So if you are secure in your um, emotions, okay, and you're capable of understanding someone who is dealing with FAA, with their fears and insecurities, you can definitely help your partner to relax 
and you can help them to be comfortable expressing with expressing their emotions and feelings okay um if you have a secure attachment style or um yeah <laughs> you you can like you might not be aware the person that you're with may not be aware that they have this this FAA but you can help keep them calm and help them to be become aware of you know their attachment style and the things that they're going through and how they're avoiding okay but you know and if you're also a part if your partner is avoiding you may have the urge to chase them when they pull away okay don't do that Mm -mm. don't you dare don't you dare do it do not chase them okay and when they pull away you try it's like when they pull away you try to get you try your hardest to get closer to them you you because you don't know what's going on some like some people may not know what's going on you know so you like what what's going on let me get let me figure out what's going on let me check where are you going? Like, what are you doing? Why are you leaving me? Like, what? It's like a seven of swords in tarot deck. It's like the seven of swords. Like somebody's just sneaking away. Like, nope, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. And you're like, hold on, wait a minute. You like the nine of swords coming in. Like, what are you doing? Come back here. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? <laughs> but um, this person might pull away from you. Um, and it. And, and they, this person might feel like it's the best solution. Like, it's the best thing for them to do. And But it's the best thing for you not to chase this person, okay? Let them run. If they want to run, let them go and run away, okay? And it might feel wrong to stop chasing your after your partner, or it might feel wrong for you not to, hey, what's, what are you doing? What's going on here? Don't do it. Nope. You must know that your partner with that has FAAs is they tend to lose they can tend to lose interest in your in relationships okay and quickly move on to someone more um compatible or someone who someone new just basically somebody new and sometimes an avoiding ex will come back after some time because they've had enough distance from you and they start to idealize you again. So they'll they they'll run away. They might run away, move on to another person, and then they'll miss you and realize, oh my gosh, I miss this person. Let me go back. We've had enough time away. We've had enough time apart. <laughs> Let me go back and do this all over again. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's up to you if you want to take that person back, if you know what's going on with them. But, you know, that's your decision. Anywho. So, also, never force or push a person. If you decide to stay and, you know, uh, work through things with this person, never force a person with FAA to talk about their feelings until they're ready or emotions and things like that. So just focus on the positive reinforcement, you know, use 
encouragement while giving them plenty of space to feel very safe. Because if you try to push a person to share their emotions or feelings, if they have FAA, they're not going to do anything but run. They're not going to do anything but run. <laughs> they're going to run off like track stars. He's a runner. He's a track star. She going away with a kiss hard. Yeah. That. That's exactly what's going to happen, okay? So, just just don't take it personal, okay? Um, if you choose to stay, don't take it personal. Like I said, reinforce positive actions. Um, tell them like they're valuable in this relationship. Tell them, tell them how they're valuable in the, in, in the relationship. You can listen and, you know, offer understanding um respect respect the differences you that you guys have like you might be secure but they might not be secure you know respect the fact that this person is hard for this person to deal with that. and respect yourself for being secure don't just you know only respect their difference but leave yourself out there in in, in the dark respect the fact that you are secure in your emotions you're secure about giving your you know sh- sharing how you feel Okay, so if the person push you away, just have patience, you know, um, communicate with your words, not through tantrums, don't just act a fool, you know, just let them know, hey, you're pushing me away, okay, I'm going to let you have your space, I'm going to do my thing, you do your thing, or whatever, whatever you got to say, just be calm, whatever, whatever you have to say, even if they throw a fit you don't have to do that okay look at their intentions of why they're pushing you away study that if they're pushing you away just so they can do whatever and play with your feelings that's different but if there's genuinely fear there or it's genuinely something going on with them how they don't want to express their emotions that's different okay um support them only never try to fix somebody you can never fix anybody just support that's it and remember, even if it may not look like um, the avoidant person needs and want love, they do just as much as you do, okay? It's just hard, okay? If you decide to be with this person, it's important to remember to accept who they are at the same time. Like I said, stay in your power, okay? Do not give your power away. So if a person, so anybody out here that's dealing with FAA, it's important that you go to therapy. You have do talk therapy, that you talk with someone. And this will help you to learn how to cope with your emotions and the changes that you, you know, are experiencing. And this will help you change your attachment style so it can be more healthy and secure. You will be able to identify the triggers or the reasons why you have um, FAA. Okay, and you can also this will also help you with your relationships and how um you you know deal with your attachment and how you treat your partners because like I said, you might really truly be in love with somebody, but you push them away out of fear, and you don't really mean to do that, okay so you can practice grounding yourself um in the present moment because the only reason why you act the way you do or the way we have acted by pushing others away is because of past experiences it has nothing to do with the present it has everything to do with the past 
So what you can do is learn grounding techniques, mindfulness, um, just living in the present moment, not thinking of the future or the past. And this teaches us not to live um, constantly in our pain, which is in the past. So um, this creates the same cycles. It keeps you going over and over again, the same cycles. If you just constantly think of the past and you live in the past, you don't live in the present. So this is helping when you ground yourself, this is helping your body to realize, hey, to be aware of the present of the here and now okay and it helps you to break that that detachment pattern um because when you do this when you when you have faa you detach from your emotions you attach attach detach from your feelings you detach from your body okay which is in the present your body is not in the past your body is not in the future your body body is in the present moment okay so Learn to talk about how you feel. Learn about talking about your emotions um, that you feel in your body. Okay, what? Well, how do you feel when you when you wanted to run? You know, are you t feeling tingly? Are you you know you get anxious? Do you feel heat? Do you feel intense? Does it feel intense? Do you feel a tightness in your body, a tingling in your body? Do you you know feel like you're gonna faint? Blah blah blah, etc. Um, start to notice how you feel. Okay. Learn what caused this detachment style. Uh, but, you know, just simply sharing or communicating it with someone can really help to calm you, to see what's going on, and get some help with dealing with that in the future and in the present moment as well, okay? All right, you guys. So, I hope you learned something. I did. I know I did, y'all. I really hope this helps some people. So if you, like I say, if you decide to be in a relationship with somebody who has FAA, just be very patient with them and realize that it's not something that they really want to do on purpose. It's something that um, they have learned to do. And if you're dealing with AA, if you really want to change that, you can. You just get some help, you know, realize that this is what you're doing and um, you don't have to always be this way. And some people, they never grow out of it, you know. Um, the fear is just too great. But... It's people that are there that, you know, help them deal with it every day and they're there to support them. So either way, I wish you all the best of luck and support and love. I send it to you because I know how hard this could be. So let's look at some crystals that can help you um, heal and deal with this as well. So um, Lepidolite, this is a stone of trans transition and this helps with the emotional and mental healing. Also, you can use turquoise. Turquoise helps you heal your mind body and soul it helps you balance your emotions while spiritually grounding you so this is it's going to be a lot of crystals about grounding grounding is very important to ground you in the present moment so you won't be drifted off in the past or too far in the present okay so malachite is really good with deep healing and transformation um it helps with spiritual growth because all this is spiritual guys okay so this draws out any impurities and stimulates the life force throughout the aura and the body. Malachite is very strong, so be careful with that type of stone. If you're not ready for that energy. So, tiger's eye. I always talk about tiger's eye. Tiger's eye, the eye of the tiger, I love it. It's very protective. It aids in um, accomplishing goals with clarity, okay? So, it's helping you to transition. It's, um helps you with intention and it helps with self-worth and self-criticism and it helps you to remain grounded so another grounding crystal 
So the last one I'm going to talk about is Black Obsidian. I keep this one in my bra, in my purse, in my pocket. <laughs> Love Obsidian. On my neck, you know, my necklace. It's very protective and it's a grounding crystal, okay, or stone. It opens up the root chakra. And this is where the trauma, basically all of our trauma lives is in the root chakra, okay? So you want to definitely open up that root chakra and let some of that out. Let that out. Let that trauma out of there. So this is, it helps also, like I said, to release. It helps with mourning. It helps with letting go, okay? So it helps you to remember to let go. You know, to release. And this is natural. This is something that's natural. This is something that's necessary. You cannot hold on to everything forever. Our bodies and our spirits and souls is not made to hold on to trauma. No, we're made to transmute it. We, we're made to filter it and release it, to let it go, to make room for something else. How can you make room for something beautiful if you're holding on to something so ugly? Okay? So those are your crystals. They are beautiful. So guys, let's jump into our affirmations, okay? Okay, so if you don't know, if you're new here, I'm going to say some affirmations. You can repeat them after me. You can write them down. You can run it back and listen to it again if you like, however you want to do it. Okay, this is just to help anybody that's dealing with FAA, or you can just say this just to keep, you know, keep yourself um, balanced, okay? Here we go. I have a new bell, guys. Ooh. Okay, here we go. That's just to clear all the negative energy. All right. So I am worthy of love and to feel appreciated, understood, and secure. My feelings are valid. I can communicate my feelings and they can be understood. It is healthy to, to depend on my partner and my partner to depend on me. Mm -hmm. My partner and I are growing and it's important when we pursue our own separate interests. Grieving a disappointment builds my sense of self and future security. I live in the present. I am grounded in my body. I am safe and secure. I trust my feelings and my emotions. Okay, my loves, my loves, my loves, my loves. <laughs> this is the point where we separate our ways. We part ways. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode it, it really um, has opened my eyes to a lot of things I really enjoyed doing this because it really showed me a lot about the human behaviors and you know emotions and things like that because we go through a lot of things not knowing what people go through or not knowing why these things happen to us so um okay so guys, my time is running short, so let me hurry this on up. So I pulled the cards for the next episode, and we're going to talk about PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? So 
tune in next Thursday for that episode. So if you have any questions or concerns or you want to know something, you can or you can always check me out on Facebook at Sabrina Smith, Sabrina with an H. Or you can check me out on Instagram at Queen Brina CEO. You can check me out also on TikTok at Queen Brina CEO. If you have my phone number, you can get in contact with me. If you have my email, naturallovehaircare at gmail.com. You can always email me. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to conversate with you um, about anything you might have questions about. Um... Also, check out my page on Facebook, Natural Love. This is my um, hair care brand, my hair oil that I have. I'm going to be adding some things, so check that out. It's coming soon. I really like my page, too, y'all. <laughs> if you'd like to donate, you can also do that. If you want to hit my cash app, it's money sign, S-H-A-B-S-M-I-T-H. Um... Whatever you want to do. I'm trying to grow this channel. I'm trying to eventually um, start doing some visual stuff so you guys can see me behind the camera. So I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do that. So anyways, I love y'all from my crown to my root chakra, from my root chakra to my crown. Okay? I love you. And as always, may you fly higher in the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it. Let's go, family. Let's do this. Let's heal. Let's help each other. Let's lift each other up. Let's raise the vibration of the planet. Okay? Let's get some truth. Let's, let's start telling the truth. That's what we need to do. Start telling the truth. Okay? Namaste. I'm out this thing. <laughs>